All right, guys, welcome to today's episode of the Y'all Y'all Show. We got two special guests, one guest you've already met before, and the next one can't wait to introduce you. But before we get started, don't forget that this episode is brought to you by Duke Traps of West Point. If you want something to trap, Duke Traps has it for you. And if you don't know how to order online, just call down there at Duke Traps in West Point, Mississippi. Now, on to the trapping show. We got Bill Duke of Duke Traps. He invited us over to eat tonight, had some food. Now, Bill, I did already eat something and I was kind of rolling, so my I would say my apologies on not eating. You had a buffet of food to eat. Well, if you didn't eat, it's your own fault. <laughs> hey, and, and from what I've been told from my wife, a lot of things are my own fault. <laughs> We had a good discussion about that, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> Definitely did. So, oh, and our other special guest is the man, oh, my buddy, Trapper Jay, from the famous YouTube Trapper on YouTube. Trapper Jay, big hands, big feet, strong man. Got How you doing today? I appreciate you having me on here. Oh, yeah. Such a big, strong, tall man with a quiet <laughs> voice. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Oh, man. But well, any which way, you're in from town. If you haven't done or haven't watched uh, YouTube on a lot of trapping, for the ones that watch me, listen to me, Trapper J really lays down on a lot of uh, animals as far as beaver, just like I do, and coyotes, and, and just about anything that's... Uh, everything legal. Everything in legal. The, in the state of Missouri, Iowa, and Nebraska. See, that's what I'm talking about. And he made it specifically clear anything legal so i used to say before i got married i trap anything with fur feelings my wife said you better leave them feelings alone <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to have you man like i said we got to come down and uh you got to hang with bill uh, we're actually over at bill's place now as we're doing this podcast and uh, like i said everybody eat good and had a good fellowship and whatnot we've been telling jokes the wives are over at the other place and they're talking and gossiping and carrying on and so we had to come to the different part of the neighborhood just to get away from all the giggling and carrying on so not that we don't do our own giggling but uh so uh trapper jay we went down to uh he got to come with me on the beaver line today and i was telling people i said i've been slaying the beavers all week you show up i catch one beaver i'm trying to impress the man i should catch one beaver <laughs> that story of my life anytime i invite somebody on the trap line it's tough yeah and it, and it just seems that's the way it goes like i said you try to hold out on running certain lines and you still got to get it you know and uh he comes and then like i said it was, it was a bust on my part at least i had one i didn't get skunk but i had to deal yep. with some skunks today yep. um i was telling bill earlier today my buddy called and uh i couldn't get to a, a trapping job over at burkhalter and they it was a skunk job they call me every year i think i catch five or six this is the time of year where skunks are breeding and uh i was telling driver jay earlier that Basically, what happens, a male skunk will find a place to be, and then he'll ha he'll end up with a harem of skunks that come in, breed, and leave. Come in, breed, and leave. And, it, and that's why a lot of people don't understand that it's breeding season, and that's what happens when they, when they carry, I don't know, what do you call it, congregate underneath a house or a building or whatnot. So over at Burkhalter in Columbus, that's, uh, anyway, they've had a, what I guess you call it a crack shack for the last couple of three years. And it's just cool. But... <laughs> I thought it was just a whole lot of fornication. Like... A whole lot of fornication. <laughs> uh, so even though the smell is a deterrent, it's also an attractant. 
which Jay, you know that because uh, you make your own baits and whatnot. So. I do have a, quite a few skunks that will frequent my yard just because of everything I got. Right. So today, Bill, today when he got in the truck, he was he was getting his waders in case he needed to film, you know, film me out in the, you know, he, he's really good at film. So you get at those good shots. Sometimes you have to get out there in the water. Well, uh, he's like, he got his waders and he threw them in the back of the can. am I was like, no, I'll just throw them in the truck. You know, I was thinking about them blowing out. He's like, you sure? I was like, yeah. And he gets in the truck and, you know, I fill it around. I had to go back in and get my phone. I had to go in and get something. Uh, no, I had to change clothes. I had to get some pants. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I met I had, him with no pants. Yeah, I had yeah. pants yeah. on, folks. I just didn't have the pants I wanted. <laughs> anyway, he said, uh, I said, I come back, and I shut the door, and I was like, whew, yeah, we might have to put them in the back. And they had that skunk smell from you making baits in your in your, your bait shop or whatever. Uh, then, uh, like I said, it just, uh, I mean, skunk smell don't bother me. I just got a brand new truck, and I know it'll bother my wife. You know, the first time that me and her ever. Not to plug myself, but, I mean, if it sticks in the waders like that. That's that's good. How's stuff. it doing in the ground? Yes, yeah. sir. If it's sticking to waiters, it's co- it's coming out of the ground. You're gonna catch the fur. Uh, first time I ever met my wife, uh, we were taking her out to eat, and uh, I said, "We'll go in my Toyota." You know, I had a little Toyota Tacoma truck. Uh, so we went in it, and the next time, so we went out on a date and come back. Next time, I said, "Well, look, they we go in your truck." I said, "Mine smells like hog poop today." She said, "Baby, it smelled like hog poop last time." I said. <laughs> I said, well, I can smell it today, so I know it's got to be bad. <laughs> oh, but we ended up catching one beaver today and uh, and whatnot. But like I said, you got a you got a trap in YouTube. It's called Trapper J, and uh, you're trying to hit that. You're almost to that hundred thousand mark. It's a major goal. Yeah, I mean, you get a plaque, and yeah, it's just uh, it just seems like it's a, the whole nother level. Right. Once you get past it. That's right. Like I said, usually when YouTube allows you, you hit that hundred. Not that you're already not taking it serious. It's just like the YouTube algorithm takes it serious. And, uh, and you, and you've done it the, what I call the, the hard way. Uh, you put in the effort, the time to do the videos, the long form content. And so you're almost at a hundred where what I say the, the, there's a lot, I have a lot of friends that do YouTube and they, they've made their numbers uh on subscribers off of reels so yep. something would go viral with a reel and people just subscribe and i'm i'm guilty about doing the same thing because i like to watch pressure washing yeah. and i'll be like i'll watch a 60 second reel of pressure washing pressure washing before art. i would go art. watch 30 minutes cool. and before i would go watch a 30 minute video on it you know and uh so i get it so but when you do it the hard way it makes you feel like or your audience is drawn you you've yeah. drawn that audience it's more organic yeah, if you if you do it that route, I mean, you could get a lot of people that will never come back that, and, through shorts. That's right, that's right. And I have a friend that, like I said, he got a hundred something thousand. I had one guy; he, they have a podcast YouTube, and they only had three video, three reels up. That's it. They didn't even have no podcast shows. He had one reel, put a deer that was caught in the fence, and they undid it. It got ninety million views, and he had one hundred thirty thousand subscribers. And he's like, what I do now? I was like, now you got to get the people to come listen to you or watch you, you know? So, oh. Uh, that kind of goes to show 90 million views and he only picked up 130,000 other people. That's how hard it you is know? to get yep. subscribers, to people to just hit that. Yep. Because what free ha- is what everybody always says. It's free. Yeah. Hit the like button, subscribe, just hit it. the bell. Yeah. So y'all go, y'all go subscribe to Trapper J and, uh. There's fishing, a little bit of everything on there, you know, yeah. you know all trapping. Yeah, you always like said, and you can take them old Bill. He can take them Duke traps. 
them, <laughs> them old 330s. Because I asked him today, I said, I got one set. I said, I ain't going to take my setters down there. Can you squeeze it? He said, I can squeeze it. I, he break, breaks them down like a... I know it. Like a, like a toothpick. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I said, well, if I catch one, I ain't got my setters now. I said, we had to drag him back up here or uh, you get him out. He said, well, I can get him out if you, you know, if you can't get him. So, oh, uh, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm a strong man, but more strong hearted than I am strong bodied. So anyway, but, uh, so wh where exactly do you live? I'm in Northwest Missouri, as far as you can get. I'm right on the Iowa border. And as a crow flies, I'm just as far from Nebraska. Okay. Three miles from I either got you. one. So that's why I trap in a big circle. I got you. I got you. Not yeah. all at once. I just. Yeah, it'd be I hard. I go trap Flair's Ranch in, in Nebraska and then. Right. And then trap somewhere else. That's right. If y'all know Flair from YouTube, uh, that's who he's talking about. Uh, he traps his ranch and whatnot. And, and like I said, now do you do hire jobs as well? Like you have a job, but I mean. We have a bounty on Beaver and. If someone out of season, if it's in season, I usually do it for free. Yeah. If I get a trap, mink and coyotes and right. bobcat, all that at once. Right. I'm already going there, so I set multiple traps. I got you. I got you. So like me, I'm a hired trapper. And, uh, you know, it, it took a while. Now, Bill jumped in on this, helped me when we first started as far as helping with traps and, and all that. But it took a while to get people to pay, to be we in a hired Nobody wants to pay where I'm at. And it eventually comes to the point like, well, I wanted to trap because I love it. I love the fact of trapping. So it took a while to get people to pay, but it took me saying, you know what? I don't own a piece of property. I don't even own that acre or whatever that my trailer's on, right? That's my wife, which, I mean, we're married, but that's that's her stuff. She had it forward together, so I don't own a piece of property. So it took me saying, you know what? Them hogs, those beavers, those coyotes, those raccoons, none of that's my problem. You know, if you want me to trap it, I'll be glad to come trap it. Now, granted, you know, doing the YouTube stuff and, 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 of course, we're monetizing all that, we can choose who kind of if we want to do it for free or if we don't want to do it for free because we cannot turn around and make good video. Nothing out. against doing it for money because it costs to get there. It does. And the fur ain't hardly worth nothing, and it's more than just a hobby at some point. So what do y'all get? So, like, right now, I've been giving my beavers away to a guy who's not as, uh, I'd say, as fortunate, just financially is not as where I'm at, I guess you would say, uh, far as I know. And I'm giving him the fur. I'm giving him the beaver to skin it out and sell the fur. And we're talking green. I don't know exactly. You may know numbers, Bill, uh, exactly. I think he was maybe getting 12 to 14 green or maybe even put up. I don't even ask, but uh, you may know more on the numbers right now. You know, I feel kind of embarrassed that I don't know what the market ought to be. The market is stronger on beaver now. It is. And, and on green beaver, you just skin them out. Right. And, uh, and you sell them that way. Well, I, I can't skin very good because my hands are crooked. You know, I could never cut a straight line when I used to cut wood, you know, on, with a saw or nothing. My line would always be crooked. So I said, they don't need skinning out of beaver. I can't skin it straight. <laughs> and the raccoons, we can sell the meat, so we don't worry about the 25 cents. Uh, We're it, around 10 bucks. If we can keep the $10, it'll keep a lot. Of, we need the raccoon numbers, the prices to go up to where young kids will get into it. Right. And If and, I'm a kid and I buy a, a dozen traps and I'm thinking, I'm going to go out there and catch a cut raccoons and I only get 50 cents heartbroken I know it I know it ain't all about the money but you want to get something back you feel like effort. you need a return out of your out of and your kids work this is what we want to get in this yeah because they're the next generation and so we need raccoon prices to go up yeah it's pretty major yeah see here we have the we have the you can sell the coon you can sell the coon here legally so as long as you got a trapper's license you can sell the coon so we 
you know, that's, you want to teach them to skin out the fur, you know, but in reality, it's like, if I can get $10 for a skin out raccoon, I don't care how you skin out. All you got to do is knock the hide off of him, cut the head off, leave one foot on, and you can sell it. Gut him and you can sell the whole thing for 10 bucks, eight to 10 bucks. Oh, uh, well, that beats a heck of a lot but of trying to. 13 year old going to have that market. Yeah. You know, you know, if you, and so, uh, I think, and, and a lot of kids will, would go for that if you if you got the market, which I have the market, you know, and I don't care to ever tell people go do this or do that, but oh, that's about the only way you could really make any money on that because a lot of people want they want raccoons trapped, but they don't want to pay. Hey, I got thirteen coons around my deer feeder. You gonna come get them? Well, a fellow like me and you would know we could go in there and set thirteen to fourteen. Because I always tell people if you got thirteen coons on camera, you might as well set thirteen traps. You know, you're not gonna catch more coons with less traps if you know go on and try to knock them out well you go in there and if i say okay well the landowner you're gonna pay me 10 bucks a coon plus me to go sit well fellow like me and you go in there and catch them in one night or two nights and then he owes you a couple hundred dollars and you're like well that wasn't nothing to that you know like well you didn't know how to trap you know if my plumbing breaks i gotta hire that dude because i don't know how to fix my plumbing <laughs> it don't matter how fast he does it you know yeah oh uh, and I'm just glad to the point I can't play them people when my when my plumbing or, or something like that goes bad now because I'll be uh I can't fix nothing. I can tear up everything, but I can't fix nothing. My washing machine at the house, it's the front load and the seal broke on the front. My wife was pulling out some clothes and it tore out a piece of the seal. Well now the washing machine leaks. So I've been putting so you can get two loads if we had duct tape in front of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't know a whole lot about washing or dryers, but I I had to learn how to build houses and yeah, and pour concrete and all that stuff through multiple jobs, and because I can't afford to have someone else do it. Right, right. So right. it's always you do it or you don't do it at all. Yeah, so. that's probably why I still live in a trailer. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I lived I in several build, trailer parks growing up. Nothing I can't wrong with afford trailer. to build a house, <laughs> and I can't build it. So we'll just stay right here in this two bedroom trailer, baby. Hey, <sighs> if you can do it yourself, all you got to worry about is the cost of the material. That's it, and and it is good to know how to do stuff like that. You know, I mean, I'm no. Oh, what do they call the people that go out there and, and bushwhack or something in the woods? You know, they go out there and they build shelters in the woods. Oh, bushwhack. I, mean, I know you was looking at me like bushwhack. bushwhack. Like, what is that? I thought you were just going to say you're <laughs> jack of all trades, master at none or something. <laughs> like this YouTube, there's a YouTube world of people that like bushcraft or something. They go out there and they take the sticks, you know, to cut the trees make a down. Shelter and... Make a shelter out of it and build a fire out of, wa out of water. You know, it's just like stuff you, <laughs> I'd be like, huh? Then they go back to their house, and then they come back in the morning and said, I slept out here all night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, like, they slept in there, and they actually slept <laughs> They actually slept in their house. That's what I did. Uh, so we're trying to catch you some hogs. Uh, have you ever dealt with any hogs? Just uh, in Oklahoma bow hunting. Okay. Well, uh, like I said, it must be raining. I thought I might have had some hogs, but it's just rain on my, on my cameras. But I would love to catch you a hog or two because we would definitely. I, I just came at the wrong time. Dude, I've got next week. I'm gonna see post after post of you just with I'll have 40 hogs hog. next week. I'm yeah, gonna, I'll have 40 hogs next week and then be like, Well, one week too early. Yeah, yeah, can't catch a beaver, can't catch hogs. My story of my life. Yeah, but I had the same pressure the first time I had Flair. He goes, Hey, I need you to take me out on the line and I want to see how this works. And I was like, Oh my god, I'm not gonna catch anything. But I actually, there's a one time I had good luck and I caught a coyote or two coyotes and a fox that he'd never seen those live before. Right. So 
I know what the pressure is like. Yeah. If I'm driving down here in Mississippi, I know what your pressure would be like. Yeah. And it's just, like I said, I, I got all the circumstances. I mean, I had hogs. You know, I've had beavers all week. Yep. And, and then it's just like it just, yep. boom. You, you caught them all. That's, <laughs> that's, that's the problem. You, you got caught, rid of you them. Ca you got rid of them. That's the I mean, problem. It's like, good, I got it's I got to get some it. good footage here before he gets down here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, I know, right? So, like I said, we did pull one out of the water. I don't guess I necessarily pulled him but out of the water. He was we already. We drove around. We we did a lot of talking and bullshitting and giggling. And yep. And it just, it just, like I said, that's just, just meeting people and having a good time. And, and uh, so the last time, we've talked about this earlier, and I'm not sure if I talked about it on any of my podcasts yet, but... uh. Uh, so I went with Bill. Bill flew me out to Kansas to trap with Alan, and I'm just there to film everything and kind of the experience. And like I said, I thought, you know, he said, in my mind, I was thinking, he said, private plane. Like, I didn't know he had a plane. He said, I, I guess I was just excited about, it. man's going to fly me out to Kansas, and we're going to film a guy trapping some raccoons. And... I'm all excited. I come out there and I come, we go out and he's like, we, we can go on out there and wait on Preston to get there. And I walk out there and there's this nice private looking jet, probably hold like it hold about 16 people. And I'm going, this is nice. This is going to make great YouTube. Old country boy from the trailer hood, finna get in this big private jet. And, and as we was walking straight to that plane, Bill turned. And what? <laughs> I see where this is going. <laughs> you were looking at Elvis Presley's jet over here. Yeah, and when he turned, yeah, he's in Tupelo. <laughs> and when he turned, I was like, well, maybe he got to go to the bathroom. You know, I was like, and, and then I'm going to go keep going straight, you know, because the, the, the door on the thing, it's down, you know. I'm like, it's got to be us. And be all her, you know, this way. So we <laughs> come over it, it, it's a, they call it a bonanza. You know, where I come from, bonanza was the place you eat at on Sunday after church. It was a TV show for me. It, it, well, <laughs> well, it was a TV show, but it was also uh, a restaurant. Yeah, it was a restaurant. Down, down here anyway. Yeah. yeah, it was a buffet place you went out to church. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so anyway, we get over there and like I said, now, uh, from what I've gathered, this plane, because we got this plane, it's four, it could sit four in the back. And then the two up front, so six, you know, if you didn't have a bunch of luggage or whatever. And uh, from what I've learned, Bill, after all of this, this, this is basically, this is a really great plane to drive, to fly in. And, uh, but I was a little nervous, you know, cause in my mind I was thinking, well, that's a, you know, that's a big, that's big man plane over there, you know? And, and I was like, wow. Cause when they're side by side, like if that plane was out there by itself, it's a nice plane. When you put it next to Nick Saban's jet, <laughs> which we met, we ended up seeing Nick Saban, you know, coming flying in. When you put it next to his jet, I was like, oh, okay. Oh, this is for a raccoon. <laughs> you know, like a lot of things. It, it had been upgraded, though, that I, since I've seen it. Yeah, so, so the plane you've seen. Was even smaller. Was even smaller. It was a puddle jumper. Because we were talking about, I was like, he's like, I said something about four people in the back. And he's like, no. It's like, it would not hold four people in the back. I'm like, this plane wheel. <laughs> so there's two different planes, I guess. You used to have a smaller plane. Yeah, I still got a smaller plane. It's uh, easier to fly. Yeah. But it, yeah. You had yeah. to worry about weight in that one, though. Yeah. 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 I still have to worry about weight. I don't think you get. I don't think you get off the end of the runway with me in the back or the other one. <laughs> that's why we look at have you in the front. Okay. Yeah. 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 Nose die. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what it felt like on the way back. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wait. We really need to talk about seeing Nick Saban up in Tupelo. That was a oh. that, that was such a <laughs> such, such an event. Did he smile? 
Well, he didn't see us. I don't know if I've ever seen him smile. No. I mean, he probably would have smiled if he met me. Yeah, but I didn't want to, you know, I didn't want to put the pressure on Nick Saban meeting the yacht. He probably saw yacht yacht, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I don't want to be that." Well, guy. I saw him adjusting his tie and his jacket, <laughs> so he probably was trying to straighten up a little bit when I he don't saw want me. To be that guy. He's like, "I got to be presentable." But it was funny. We're sitting out there, me and Bill's waiting on Preston. He was doing a flight with somebody, and uh, he was up really early doing all that. So, because we're meeting meeting at like eight o'clock in the morning, we're just sitting around talking. He's done checked his oil and the water and the wings and all that, whatever else he was. You was checking, you was doing, he was checking it all. And I'm like, I wish I'm glad because I, I know nothing about it. But it's one thing I learned, you know, it ain't like when your old pressure light comes on in your truck, you can pull over, you know, it, we, we, can, we can pull keep down. driving. You're yeah. like, all right, it'll be all right. I'll make it home. You hear the, if you can hear the knocking over the engine in 11,000 feet, buddy, we in trouble. But we're sitting there in this big old pie, uh, private jet come flying in there and landed and had this big old giant A. I mean, it covered the whole back of the, the tail fan or whatever you call it. And the first thing I was thinking, these Alabama fans, they are really something. They paint that on the back of their, on the tail of their plane. I was like, like man, they got to, oh, yeah. this, this is just over the top. That's like one, I said, I said, he got one Alabama fan. He got a little money. Now, all of a sudden, he going to put the Alabama sign on his tail fan of his plane. And I looked at Bill. I said, I don't care how much money I got. I don't care about nothing enough to put somebody else's logo on my plane. That plane come around, and I've still kind of got my nose stuck up at it. You know, I'm like, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking, what an idiot. What is it? We put. We got. You got a multi. I don't know how much you think that plane costs? Oh man, that's a seven multi-million dollar <laughs> aircraft. I'm you just... got a multi-multi-million dollar airplane. I'm going. <clears throat> what an idiot gonna get off this plane? Done showing off his Alabama pride. <laughs> and when that when that thing come down, when them steps come down, Nick Saban come walking. <laughs> 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 and I looked at me. I said, "Well, that explains a lot." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting there thinking about what trailer hood trash song going like me done hit the lottery now. <laughs> Talking about some road tie with a with a private jet. I said, well, that makes a lot more sense. So I was the I was the trailer trash dummy. <laughs> Should have been thinking, you know, I want you know anybody else, probably a football fan, probably a road tie fan, be like, I bet that's Nick Saban right there. You know, I bet it's gonna be Nick Saban. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and he got off, and I was like. That's Nick Saban. I seen him straighten his tie and his jacket, so he probably noticed me. He probably thought, you know what, I better look presentable in front of that fella right there. So, uh, I believe that was exactly what he was saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we flew out there. You don't like flying, right? You're not very, not we're, very we're, fond of that. We're, we're gonna get you up in there I think one time. Well, I don't know. <laughs> I, I feel well, like I if we give it a shot. We have to be prepared to come right back down. Yeah. Abort. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or drug me out. So we were going at it. Make me pass out in the back. Yeah. And then be all right. Well, he's got a good GPS system on there. Like, you just punch in with airport, I guess, or whatever, and you can watch. It's got the time on there, just like your truck tells you what time, estimated time, and it's counting down, but it counts down. It don't just say, like, you'll be there in six hours, and then 50 hours, 59 hours, 59 minutes, or whatever. It's counting down, and they're like... Has anybody got to pee? You know, we're like, a, what, an hour in, hour and a half? Yeah, about an hour and a half out. And, uh, he, and I'm going, and everybody's like, well, I make it, I can make it. And I'm going, well, I can make it too. Because what happens is we was going to have to stop in uh, Nevada. Nevada, Missouri, yeah. And we're going to have to stop and fuel up. So anyway, I got to watching that clock. Well, I was watching that clock. Mentally, Naston told me I need to pee. 
because I can't make it another hour and a half or whatever. So, so anyway, we're 30 minutes from the airport, and I was like, hey, guys, uh, yeah, I might need to take a stop. I, I, I mean, you know, you hate to make a man land a plane. You know, I, I didn't know that was a thing. <laughs> I thought you just helped. I mean, well, here's a Pepsi bottle. You, you can only hold it so long. That's yeah. true. And that was the thing. It was How just long like, the flight, though? Three and a half. Yeah, something like three and a half. Dude, I can drive. I can drive 10 hours and never stop. Nick, dude, when he's... Nick Saban probably would have made the whole trip with no problem. <laughs> I know it. Nick Saban probably had a restroom. <laughs> I'm going to jump ahead and just be like, you guys were a couple hours from me and I never even knew it. <laughs> I feel sad. I <laughs> felt bad because I was making a man land a plane mm. for me to go to the bathroom, which they ended up fueling up to. So, but they said that we didn't have to, that they had something I could pee in. He got some gallon Ziploc bags. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I asked Preston they don't to do that very one time. Good. Well, if you I have, put if, my lure in if, there if, and if it don't work. If you have two, that's what you, you got to have two. Yeah. But think about it. So I was when he said, like a wide mouth Pepsi bottle. Yeah, I'm thinking of something like a wide mouth <laughs> Pepsi bottle. You know, something like a like a Gatorade bottle, something with a wide <laughs> mouth on it. You know, yep. now that I might need it, I'm just saying it for aiming purposes. <laughs> well when he said a ziplock he showed me the ziplock bag so now all i can think of is my mind is like how do you wrap that like (laughs) oh my god because you can't stand up you know what i mean you can stand up a little bit they definitely can't stand up none in the pilot seat and i'm going so why he? I know what happens at some point in this trip. So I, I don't. I feel like you just needed to wait a little bit, and you'd be more prepared to piss in this bag. <laughs> and I'm going. I'm watching that counter clock down, and I'm like, I don't think I can make it. But and my whole time I'm going, I can pee in the bag. But then I'm going, how do I pee in the bag? <laughs> like it's a gallon ziploc bag. Can't get on your knees. Or yeah, something. yeah. I'm like, what am I going to do? And I was like, and then they're like. You know, it ain't like you can if you if you drop the bag, you know how, how am I gonna clean this up back here? Because it's like you know, and you just kind of drop a little bit or it's a little. You know, I'm like, yeah, we might need to pull over. <laughs> <laughs> like we gotta land this plane. <laughs> we gotta land a plane for me to pee. Jeez. I felt pray. I felt privileged. <laughs> I, I I guess I, I land was, a plane. That was, that was a good decision. Yeah, yeah, that was a good decision. That's what we say. I, so we I thought we just said you got pissed yourself. Yeah, you just got to pay. But it, it's not easy to just to land in the airport. I know. There's but there steps was nobody, involved. There was one dude there. You got to call wanted, it in and all that stuff. Yeah, they were calling. They was calling all kind of numbers. And, and for 10 minute, 15 minutes of the ride, I didn't even know you could hit that power button to, to hit the silencer where everything silences out the engine. I was still listening to the engine the whole time. <laughs> I bet the pilot texted Bill and said, we're never bringing this guy again. You know, they were over texting. He couldn't even I make mean, it three You know, it was hours. funny. I could see Preston text, and then next thing I know, I could see Bill text. <laughs> we're never bringing this guy again. He couldn't even make it three hours. We're, hour we're landing one hour from our destination, so this guy can text. Like, hey, guys, I think I want to have to pee. <laughs> like, I don't know how to pee in a bag. Just piss in the goddamn bag. <laughs> Just do it. I can't figure it out. I was like, it's a gallon Ziploc bag. I've dealt with, I mean, I know how to put food in a, in a gallon, and I messed, I messed up, I messed up putting the food in the Ziploc bag. So I was like, it's going to go to one side. It's going to fall over. What if the bottom of the bag breaks Maybe out? Maybe you half zip it up and, and then slip your thing, you know, across there. And 
I'm in both for the fat. Yeah. Bill said, Here, Bill. Zip. I'm yeah. done, Bill. What do I do now? Hey, Bill, you said zip this thing up, but uh, I'm hung up. <laughs> so, Why are you looking? For... It's got oh, the zipper God. thing on it. <laughs> so, anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm hung up on the zipper of the ziplock. No visual. <laughs> so, we went down and we, we, we landed, fueled up. And, uh, of course, I run in there to use the bathroom. I come back out, and the guy's, he's filling up one wing because it's, it's fuel in both wings. And uh, he puts the thing back up. And I said, hey, Bill, did he fill up the other wing? You know, he's like, yeah, he did all that while he was <laughs> using the bathroom. And uh, so we get ready to leave. We're taking off, and all of a sudden, Preston just pulls the plane over, like me up in the jump, you know, me up in the fly up in the air. And he's like, I don't like the way the gas cap's on. He just jumps out, jumps out there and turns the gas cap. I'm like. There's a, like a bad way for the, the yeah <laughs> half on probably. <laughs> yeah, Pre Preston's got some standards now. If he doesn't like the way things look, he's taking control of the situation. Yep, and yeah. he was very good. I mean, you were very good at flying. Don't get me wrong. I and mean, I just I know nothing about flying, so it's easy to talk about. You know, so I know he's I good know. at flying because he soloed it, not with this plane, but with the other plane. Yeah, over to my place. Yeah, good. So we made it, and we got there, and we got picked up by Alan and whatever. We went and did all the. Uh, raccoon footage and did all that and on the way home dude we didn't have to stop i didn't have to stop and pee on the way home i, I was just thinking we, back to bill I, I think he flew straight through i don't remember him stopping <laughs> to piss either no i didn't have to stop at all because he, he's used to peeing in, i mean he probably trains so he probably trains five gallon bucket yeah gets in the, yourself, in the shower at, in the shower at night you just <laughs> like you know what let me practice <laughs> Well, there, there, there's a trick to this. You just don't drink anything before you get on a flight. You don't drink anything. Yeah. You can drink something maybe an hour before you get a land. Right. And, and you'll be all right. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I drank, uh, I think, two coffee, two cold coffees in a, <laughs> in a green tea. <laughs> I, I, I got a number two, Bill. I got a number two. Here's the Ziploc bag. Good luck. Everybody holding their nose. Yeah. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> what in the world? <laughs> it's coyote bait. <laughs> so we told him, we was coming back and we caught some cones. We caught a skunk and we put that skunk down. It sprayed. Alan, when Alan put it down, it sprayed. And I can't believe he let that happen, man. I We, we tried to tell him, shoot the skunk last. No, I'm gonna shoot it first. Yeah. I, said, I said, never. I said, shoot I said, and I said, run. I said, shoot it last. You got like three coons over here. Shoot the coons first, and then shoot the skunk last. He insisted on shooting the skunk first. He said it ain't gonna spray. Guess what? It did. It was. It, you could see the neon yellow just shoot out, and I was like. Bill, we got to get on a plane this afternoon. <laughs> I was like, and the pilot may not let us on if we have a smell. We're going to be locked in for three hours. It, uh, smell it like skunk. doesn't matter how far away you are. There's lingering. Like For us, for me, I don't notice it. But my wife, when I'm out, if I come in the house, she definitely knows if I've been around a skunk. So. Yeah, yeah. That and, pilot probably knew. Yeah, he was going to know because he slept in that morning because we want the pilot, the, the main pilot, which, I mean, Bill, you can fly out. I'm saying the main pilot. We want him to have plenty of rest. And, you know? he, and he got it, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> slept for probably 18 hours. <laughs> he yep. definitely got it. We, so we got back, and we are like, well, oh, I think we took some showers or whatever, maybe and got cleaned up. But while Skunk was being sprayed, me and him left. I was like, look, I'm not sticking around. We done got the footage that we need 
they just pulling animals out of traps at this point. So we walk back up. It's thick in the woods now because it ended up spraying three times before we even walked away. <laughs> and he's like, I'm like, it's spraying again. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> he reloaded. <laughs> I'm like, my God, just kill the skunk already. So we get back up there and Alan's got his truck locked. To, and I told you, we, we were cold. I mean, it was cold to us. It's probably 40. <laughs> We, you guys are we're, we're shivering, yeah. yeah you got was, a blanket like a car? Like, man, we should have run back up here. I'm about to freeze. So we get up in the doors locked, and I was like, and I looked at uh, the, the old truck over there, and I'm like, I bet he didn't lock his doors. <laughs> <laughs> so we, got over, we got in there. We was looking for the heated seats. You know, I don't think I had heated seats or something. We just looking for all that. We got the heat cranked up, and uh, it wasn't long. That linger smelled and sucked up into the truck. <laughs> And Bill said, maybe I should have done the recirculating that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we got heated up. We got back out. Here they come. And uh, they didn't have the skunk. And I was like, good. And uh, they said, we'll, we'll just get it later. Anyway, we, we left and did that. So we get back on this flight back home. And we're about 11 minutes out. And we're at 11,000 feet. And all of a sudden, they give the okay to descend. Well, I don't know if y'all are good at math on the podcast, but 11,000 feet at 11 minutes is 1,000 feet per minute you got to drop to be able to hit that land, that runway. And when it dropped, I could tell it wasn't like a roller coaster drop, but you could tell you were descending at a high rate of speed. We were doing like 1,700 miles an hour or something, weren't we? It was 200 miles an hour, <laughs> something like 200 miles an hour. But, uh, but when you. <laughs> It's close enough yeah. <laughs> with that math. <laughs> but it was 200 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, I mean, I could see like where we're going, because usually when you're just riding, you can't see nothing. Because I, I asked you, I said, how y'all see over the dash? And they're like, you ain't got to see over. You can see the, you can see the screen. And I'm like, no, nah, nah, we don't drive like that. So anyway, I can see the ground now. It's tilted down, you know. And all of a sudden, dude, my head erupted. My ears was go i mean it was bad and i'm thinking now it's 11 minutes but now i done made it three or four minutes you know before it started getting bad and i'm thinking i can make it five more minutes you know oh my god dude the pain was so bad in my ears i've stopped up i didn't know nothing i mean i was i just couldn't think of nothing i guess i just should have told you i done took the headset off so i'm just and now i got hot from the from the pain i done took all these clothes i got off now I'm, I'm half naked in the, basically all naked in the back of the plane. I'm and, on fire, Ricky. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on fire, Ricky. <laughs> and Preston was been pretty good about the trip. You know, Preston would look back and just kind of check on me, you know, if I'm sleeping or whatever. I mean, I, I couldn't see him in my sleep, but I mean, I know he's checking on me. And all of a sudden, man, when he looked back, <laughs> he was not expecting me to not have no clothes on. <laughs> God. Maybe he's got to pee again. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to figure it out. I'm trying to pee. Preston, Preston looks at me and he says, I, I think David got a problem back there. We we're gonna have to we're gonna have to slow this to sit down. And he gets old ATC and he says he says, Yeah, we're gonna have to slow this to sit down. We gotta we gotta passenger in some serious discomfort. Distress. Passenger distress. We got a full move. We gotta slow this thing down a little bit. I'm shining cuz I'm shy. I got my good out, man. I didn't care. It was like, man, all I could think of was if you had to go to the hospital, 
they gonna they want to put you in a gown anyway. At least I'll be already halfway there. <laughs> yeah, but it, you thought it was cold, so yeah, and it was you know it's cool up there. But dude, the pain was so bad it gave me that heat flash, and I couldn't take it. And like I said, I had a because I had a pullover on, dude. I was just chunking him, but it was so funny when when <laughs> Preston looked back at it, it was like. He had to do the double take. Like, like he looked away to look back. See what I thought I saw. Yeah. A little yaw yaw. What's he doing with the bag? <laughs> we said double bagging. <laughs> I was in so much pain, dude. When we finally got down, because I was holding my head, my ears, my ears were so red from just, I mean, I could have ripped them off. It was hurting so bad. And my ears just wanted to bust. And I thought they, I really thought they were going to bust. That this is going to be where an eardrum bust. And my mindset was still, man, I wish I could video this for YouTube. <laughs> but the pain was too much. To I kind of wish you would have videoed it too, apparently. <laughs> just the look on the pilot's face. <laughs> if I'd have had the GoPro, I could have just cut it all, had it clipped there. But dude, it was so much pain, I couldn't hold the phone. Like I had the phone, but I just, I, I couldn't, I couldn't deal with it at all. So anyway. When it finally calmed down a little bit, then I could film just a little bit like, oh, this is bad. But you didn't see what went on. You're just, I'm telling the story. So we get off the plane. I'm getting my clothes back on. You know? <laughs> tarmac people out there on the tarmac's like, what the? Yeah. Part of the mile high club. It is 2024 now. <laughs> what they got going on there? So anyway, we uh, we get down and uh, Preston said, "Well, just hold your nose and blow or whatever." And when I did that, and that unpops your ears. Well, it works. Let me tell you something. For in a swimming pool, stuff like that, you went down too deep in the pool, and you that you, that's okay to do. I did that, dude, and I swear I thought blood was coming out of my ears when it when it popped, and it hurt so bad. I said, well, my other side is like that. He said, well, do it again. Uh-uh. That was going to have to wear off. <laughs> so, but I looked beat. Like, when I went back and watched the video, I was like, I looked, like, beat. Like, you just was slap wore out, and everybody's looking at me. <laughs> but other than that, you know, <laughs> the trip was great. <laughs> we had a fun time out there. We really did, yeah, like I said. Yeah. I didn't know about it until you guys were done. <laughs> we, had my neck of the wood. we had a great time if you ever come by and meet bill at the office uh he's a great guy and he and he's pretty straight up fun to be around when you're not having to deal with business and i think that's most people you know what i mean it's you go in and you do business and yeah you know and and, and it's crazy because i'm kind of the total opposite other than like stuff like this but like you see me on youtube you see the fun the high energy and when you meet me I won't, I don't want to, I want to use the word humble because I am, but it's like, I'm quiet. And they're like, well, you ain't like that. You know, I'm like, well, I just kind of, I don't try to put too much on everybody, you know, but when we, like I said, when we get out with friends and stuff like that and you're hanging around, then we kind of all open up and have a good time, you know, uh, a few beers help me get a little mellowed out. Once after a few beers, I'm, <laughs> after a, few beers, I'm a whole lot better. Yeah. Nerves are all gone. And yeah, the things I laugh about is, you know, if, if I'm ever, <clears throat> doing a podcast or on, on a YouTube with, with people, you know, we do our own thing on that. And then when it's over, it, it's, you just talk about whatever that that's really yeah. what we need to be recorded is what we talk about after the yeah. recording <laughs> or, before. Before. or before that, because yeah. it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's some of the most interesting stuff we talk about. I know. And that's yeah. where like doing it more 
with somebody. It's like I tell my wife all the time, like the more she's with me on a podcast, the more she opens up because she's always said, well, I don't want to offend somebody. I'm like, well, first of all, you don't offend nobody. You know, if you want to joke me, I'm your husband. You can joke me. You know, if you want to talk about me, you know, whatever. If I don't put my socks up after, you know, what I said, you tell whatever. That's real talk. People listen to it. It's just the same way we're here. Before we get on, we're talking the crazy stuff that we should be talking on the podcast. When you get off, you talk about the crazy. But the thing is, it's just it's just a different world because when somebody puts a camera in your face, puts a mic in, in your mouth or at your mouth, you know, it's like. Uh, yeah, we've been viral last night at the bonfire. They <laughs> 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 get wild at the fire. Yeah, like, hey, this is a, this is a plus 37. You're going to have to be pretty old listening to this stuff. But <laughs> Sure, we're laughing. Right, but it's, it, and it's real talk. And I think a lot of people, uh, you know, you want to talk. I mean, you socialize with your friends and you just talk about anything, but you have to worry. I say worry, but I don't worry. But people just take that too far sometimes. They think that you're trying to say something you're not trying to say or you're trying not to do or, you know, it, uh, but it still can be fun regardless. I, I always say don't. Hashtag don't judge me by my live streams because I'm in there drinking and having a good time. I try to get my fans to have a few beers with me. Obviously, they're not with me like you guys are right now. They're somewhere in the United States, and we just have a few beers together. And right, you know, yeah. But well, the next time you on there, people live, judge me. Yeah, you know, I, really? I'm getting drunk and yeah, put my hands in traps and stuff like that. But you're, you're at home. Yeah, you ain't bother nobody. Nope. nope. You know, if you don't get rowdy. You, yeah. you know, I mean, you're not doing anything. It's legal. Uh, I start you know? squinting like Popeye, uh, <laughs> one eye open. And <laughs> well, I told you, you know, I told y'all earlier we was joking before we before y'all ate and everything that you know uh, we're talking about drinking beer or whatever. And and I don't have any problem with it, you know. And my wife wanted to stop. I said, well, she's like, you think they would mind if I had a drink if I went over? I said, babe. They're going to be, I know Trapper J going to have a drink. Yep. I'm going to have a drink to loosen up for sure. <laughs> I said, but I said, you know, and that's, you know how she talks, Bill. Mm. You, you know, she asked a question like, he said, you think it'll be okay? I said, when I tell her, I say, baby, don't bother me. I said, but I don't drink, so I'm not going in there buying it for you. I said, because I tell people I don't drink. They catch me in there. <laughs> Somebody sees me buying it. That You know, it makes, yeah. it goes back to that judging. Yeah. It's like, was he lying? But, you know, I was telling you earlier about the, uh, the last time I tried to drink was when me and my brother were out there in that safari, or, or not safari, the high fence riding the, on the safari rack of the Polaris Ranger. And all I had was ice cubes and beer in the cooler, and they were throwing up ice. And finally, after that dusty road of 26 miles, I was like, just throw me one. They throw me up a can, and I crushed that thing like a uh, Michael Jordan Gatorade. And <laughs> next thing I know, I woke up, and they were still haul they were still hauling over the sunset. They went to the sunset, and I done fell off drunk <laughs> <laughs> off one, one beer. beer. Off one beer, and I was like, you know what? I It's okay. I just ain't made, but I'll drink a gallon of milk a day. You know, you know, the more the more I meet people, there are a lot of people. They don't they don't drink at all, and there's nothing wrong with not drinking. That is that is fine. Um, I I meet a lot of people, and I have no idea if they drink or they don't drink. And then later on, I find out, you know, they they yeah. they just don't drink, yeah. or maybe they used to drink and they had a bad experience in life, and yeah. then they just, they cut that out of their life, you know. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's yeah. it. I just get sick. Like I don't know what's in it. I'll just one beer, rather make me on the floor. I'll I'll puke it up. So, I mean, same way with bleach. I, have, I don't know why. You got them soft hands. <laughs> the day, That's where it. it all starts. It starts with your soft hands. All right, you first, got a callus on them things, do you? Man, 
It's been a well, we had a flood and ice. It was a long winter. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look at mine. <laughs> look like you need to drink that's water. All, I got. Uh, I drink water got, and a lot of milk. That song got more tread on his hands than my tires. That's what happens when you wear hands in cold water. Is that what it is? Cold water and you dig with no gloves. Well, my wife. Let me tell you, it's all. It's, it's my wife. She likes the way because. My wife, she's a touchy woman, so she likes you to always touch her. She wants them soft, you know. So what happened was when I got that beaver contract over there, I caught up. Remember, I, you seen all them beavers I caught. So just so, you know, I know I didn't catch but one while you was here, but that week <laughs> I had, my hands were so rough. And like when she wears it like a silk pajamas or whatever. But the, well, we had an ice storm. The ice storm, it was like three weeks. Or, th or three days. It felt like three weeks. <laughs> the state of Mississippi was shut down. <laughs> and then we had a flood. We had a bunch of thunderstorms come in that flooded all the creeks. So I've been off for two weeks. So, but what happened was my hands got so rough during that time that I tried to like just touch my wife and it would just grab the silk. Like it just, <laughs> it was like Velcro. <laughs> She'd yep. be walking through the house. I just try to touch it and, you know, it just pull, it just pull whatever, you know, I'd just be like, she's like, don't touch me. I'm like. So would you say when your hands were like that, you didn't scream like you did earlier? <laughs> <laughs> I got that on film. <laughs> so I was, so guys, I did scream today. I it, thought he got bit by a water moccasin. To me. And I was going to piss on his hands, but I don't know. <laughs> to me, when I hollered, it felt like Bill. I mean, this is me telling a story. He can tell it different, but to me, I got it, the video evidence, so you can see it. To me, story. <laughs> I got stuck by a thorn in the water, underneath the water. I didn't know what it was, but when I hollered, it made me. I felt like I hollered, kind of like a uh, caveman warrior that just speared his his first bison uh and and i think and, it was kind of like, like a... britney spears when she shaved her head the first time <laughs> <laughs> kind of like that i don't know how that came across on the speaker but we'll have to look at the footage it's the replay I, I mean bill really i thought it was like <laughs> you know yeah. like <laughs> i was <laughs> i seen it different <laughs> <laughs> And the fact that you instantly looked to see if the camera was rolling, Dolphy, you thought so too. Man, that sticker grabbed me on the one. I was like, ah! <laughs> pretty close. He's like, and he just looked like, what? Like, what was that? Hey, I'm south. I mean, maybe a snake got him. I'm about ready to fire hydrant that sucker. And it was like, but Bill. It was a thorn. It was a big thorn. Like, I thought we was going to have to get the pliers to pull it out. Where did it stick you? And right in the tip of the finger. Oh, that. that's a painful one. I never seen yeah. a thorn. Yeah. Like, where they prick you when you want to draw blood or something? Yeah. It got me right there, and it was like, it was huge. It's almost like a saber-toothed tiger claw. Like, was... <laughs> <laughs> I, and luckily, I could get most of it out, and I took my teeth, and I just squeezed hard I could. I got it out, and I was like, that's when I looked at him. And, and and he wasn't rolling at this time with the camera, but I looked at him, I was like, I think I was. That's, that's, I don't think you'll see any of that, but <laughs> we'll see. I looked at him, I was like, that's what men do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, 
We're, we're, kept we're, on trapping. We're fortunate you're still with us yeah. today. Trappers going trap. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to tell 911 where we were. Yep. Somewhere. <laughs> I don't know. There's a pond here and deer blind on the dam. I, you, I said a guy would be like, I know exactly where you're at. Listen for the guy. <laughs> you sounds like the siren. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that's that's my story, Bill. I mean, I don't know what kind of film he got. He's a good editor, and he might edit. It, he might edit like some sounds that that wasn't like the warrior that come out of me that I have inside of me, or anything like that. But you guys are watching my channel. Come over here, and I'll put in slow mo. <laughs> <laughs> you might hear some kind of. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> the only way it sounded manly is if he puts it in slow mo. It goes instead of going. It goes. <laughs> and you see him jerk his hand out of the water really fast. <laughs> it's like look at it like painting it like look it's right there. It's like a little like, what happened? I, I blinked for one second and you're screaming. Ooh. Wild hogs, what's happening? <laughs> oh man, but we've had a good time with it, and like I said, we Bill, we appreciate you as well. Like I said, oh, man, it's been it's been been a good experience. Uh, having you on that trip out there that was uh that was one of the highlights of the year yeah and the, and the video did pretty well it did uh, I, like a quarter of a million views yeah. I, I didn't realize uh you know we'd we'd, we'd see those kind of numbers yeah but, you know yeah. you was in the thumbnail yeah you really. was in the thumbnail bill had that look for look like you know some killer serious <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> he has that look like me. He had he has the look of the warrior that I, a sound that I have in me. Unofficially, I actually seen that uh, video of you as a you know deer hunting. Oh, yeah. yeah, he's he's a killer now. Yeah, he's a killer. I was pretty impressed. Well, and that's probably some of the sausage we had. Well, it was yeah. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> you know, not, not, not many people know this, but uh, you know for. For the first 50 years of my life, I never killed a deer. And my buddy Blake tells me, he says, Bill, you know, it's really just a damn shame. You, you're 50 years old. You never killed a deer. I want you to come along with me. We're going to kill you a deer. Yeah. And so we went out and we, we had we had some and it started getting dark. You know, we couldn't take a good shot at it. And then one came along and I took a shot at it. And, I, and Blake said, you hit it. I know you hit it. And I said, I know I hit it too. We never could find it. Really? Yeah. It just happened, it, man. Like, it it happened, and I I never realized how how much that messed with your head when you when you oh miss, yeah. when you miss when you miss a shot like that it just plays over and over and over. I mean I couldn't sleep. Yeah. It it affected me really bad, and of course Blake's just laughing. He's like, <laughs> uh, you know, you you gonna get better? Yeah. And uh, about a month later, he found he found the antlers and the and the skull, and he brought it to me. Okay, and, and, and so at least I got that's that, right. that that's experience right. out of it. That's I felt, right, and I felt it, pretty good about that. And it happens all the time, yeah. you know. And it's, it's, it's weird. People we get told all the time, you should be better trackers or better hunters, and a lot of that just comes from people just talking. But that's learning. Like I said, you fifty years old or whatever before you. You know it but but you're learning and you got to learn the experience of you know i think nowadays a lot of times people take their kids out and i did the same thing you do all the work and then the kid don't have the appreciation of what you know they kill a deer and then or they shoot a deer and don't find it but they didn't care because there was no work involved there was no nothing that they actually did and it's just a learning process i mean i've lost deer now they got tracking dogs and stuff you can get and all that now but it's just a learning process but like you said 
it ain't about like people think well you didn't find the deer like it's just okay it's not it'll make you lose sleep especially when you know i hit the deer i i know i hit that deer what you know why couldn't i find no blood why couldn't i find where the deer went you know but nature has a way of survival to hide just as well as when they're wounded or hurt to hide from the coyote or hide from the you know the predators and whatnot so uh and everyone's different the exact same shot could have been a 15 yard and the deer drops or he could have ran 800 yeah on adrenaline every deer is different i shot one off the back this year on film saw it fall roll never did find it about three about three weeks later back on camera she had a light what i call a lightning strike on her back where i just grazed her but it was enough to make her fall and roll but it all it did was touch the meat but i mean it's supposed to drop and roll if you get shot at something going 1800 feet per second or whatever she must have had soft hands (laughs) and as soon as she felt a little nick she's rolling and And she was perfectly fine but she's and she's out of there (laughs) (laughs) oh man well it which well i don't know about you but i mean as you heard it different the video may it's showing differently, but that <laughs> it definitely will. It's gonna sound, <laughs> and you'll say, "Are you okay? The snake bites you." <laughs> yeah, I'm rolling. Oh man, <laughs> well, I've had a good evening. It's, we've been yep. doing this kind of late now. Uh, I don't know. It maybe it did go fast. I don't yeah, know how fast. long we've been doing? Uh, about fifty, about fifty-three minutes. You're it's right, Bill. Bill said it goes I told, fast. I told you it'd feel like ten minutes. Yeah, it goes fast. Like I said, you wouldn't think if you didn't have it. If I didn't have a clock counter on me, I wouldn't. I'd have been like, well, we need to keep going. But oh, like I said, we don't want to lose the attention span of the people that follow me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> is what? that is that possible? Uh, <laughs> I got to get their attention first and then we got to hold them. But I think we did a good job. And I hope y'all enjoyed this podcast. Trapper J and Bill Duke of Duke Traps. And y'all don't forget to go check out Trapper J on his YouTube uh, channel called Trapper J. And much appreciated. I would too. And if, like I said, y'all go check out his editing skills on the sound that I made when I was stuck by the saber tooth tiger <laughs> th- uh, thorn. <laughs> Are you rolling? Oh man, y'all know how y'all know how it is. Believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. But <laughs> but anyway, which way, Bill appreciate you, Trapper J appreciate you, and Trap Melon. Any which way into the next episode. Thank y'all so much. Y'all have a good one. God bless, and as always, Jesus loves you. <laughs> <laughs>